0: raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time
1: from the heart of the carolinas a breath of fresh air a voice of reason this is the vince coakley radio program
2: And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Hope your day is off to a good start. As is usual custom, I try to start off on a positive tone on this broadcast. And that's where I begin today. If you listen to this program with regularity, one of the things I hope you understand by now, I attempt to be fair and to hold Everyone accountable For their behavior no matter what it is no matter who the people are in fact, I know I tick off a lot of people because I Am not a person who is a blind partisan when people do things that are wrong when people who are allegedly on quote my side do things that are wrong i will call it out if people do not fulfill their promises then i call it out and i think it's vital that we're at a place where we hold politicians accountable (sighs) I mentioned my great respect for the members of Congress here in the Carolinas who took a stand to extract everything they could out of Kevin McCarthy. Now, you know my opposition to his effort to become Speaker of the House. Ultimately, I recognize that because of where the base of the party is, at least in terms of the politicians in Washington. It was pretty much inevitable. He was going to be the person chosen as speaker. So the task at hand had to be to get the most extractions, (laughs) the most concessions out of this man as possible. So as he proceeds in his tasks of leading House Republicans... I'm going to be watching very closely to see if he delivers on promises. One of those promises that Kevin McCarthy made in the run-up to his effort to become speaker was to pull the plug on a couple of members of Congress and not allow them to be members of the House Intelligence Committee. I'm happy to report that Kevin McCarthy has followed through Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff have officially been denied seats on the House Intelligence Committee you know I think it's really entertaining the way this is characterized by CNN describing this as largely driven by politics politicizing these positions I think even fair-minded people would recognize based on the behavior of these folks mr. Swalwell the horrible judgment in the very least he's shown by his connection with a person who was a spy and Adam Schiff who beyond partisanship this guy has been absolutely awful With the Russia investigation and other things, he has no business on the Intelligence Committee. I'm glad both of these folks have been removed. Kevin McCarthy wrote in a letter to House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. This was posted on Twitter Tuesday night. I cannot put partisan loyalty ahead of national security. I cannot simply recognize years of service as the sole criteria for membership on this essential committee. Integrity matters more. McCarthy citing a new standard from Democrats for why he would strip Schiff and swallow both of California of their committee assignments. As you know, the Democrat-led House back in 2021, removed Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Paul Gosar of Arizona from their committees for what they called inflammatory rhetoric, including support for violence against Democratic members of Congress. This was flimsy and political. But in his letter, McCarthy added, It's my assessment, the misuse of the panel during the 116th and 117th Congresses severely undermined its primary national security and oversight missions, ultimately leaving our nation less safe. Calling for this panel to be one of genuine honesty and credibility that regains the trust of the American people. This is necessary. Not surprisingly, Swalwell, the whining, sniveling politician that he is, Complain this is political vengeance. It's too bad because that committee has always been a bipartisan committee. And he's taking one of the most precious pieces of glassware in the congressional cabinet and smashing it. And the damage is going to be irreparable. You know as well as I do. These are privileges to serve in these committees. There is nobody who has a right to be on any committee. Now, saying, if a Democrat advocated for violence against another member of Congress, I would support getting rid of them. Notice he directs attention away from his own lapses of judgment and character. For his part, Schiff told reporters, if McCarthy thinks this is going to stop me from vigorously pushing back against his efforts to tear down these institutions, he's going to find out just how wrong he is. Yada, 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 yada. Calling it a terrible move. Showing McCarthy just catering to the most extreme elements of this conference. Watch this. This is going to be a continual theme about extremism. Schiff will sit on the Judiciary Committee, according to a Democratic aide, while Swalwell told CNN he will sit on the Judiciary and Homeland Security panels. Well, wasn't that wonderful? Two House Republicans publicly denounced McCarthy's move, ejecting Democrats from the Intelligence Panel. Swing District Representative Don Bacon of Nebraska calling the kicking of members from committees corrosive. Victoria Sparks of Indiana said a statement she opposes the push to remove the Democrats. I appreciate these Republican members speaking out against what McCarthy is doing. Words from Adam Schiff. Who is not pleased by what's happened to him. Very glad to hear Republicans defending these actions. Interestingly enough, our friend Dan Bishop from right here in North Carolina, the 9th District. And Chip Roy of Texas, who were part of the initial holdouts against McCarthy. They also gained spots on the panel. Good for them. Now, the Democrats will still have the opportunity to appoint members, just not Schiff. Just not Schiff or Swalwell. Now, if anyone wants to come to their defense, you are free to do so right now. I'd love to hear your defense of these men. This is not the deprivation of Democrat members to be on these committees. It's a decision made here. These folks are not worthy to receive House intelligence. They, their character has demonstrated they're not worthy. I'd love to know what you think. And again, if you disagree, bring it on. Still to come in the broadcast, we talked about narratives yesterday. Well, the Republican Party is trying to get ahead of another narrative on the debt ceiling discussion. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue. Stay with us. If you'd like to join the conversation, you are certainly free to. The GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800 the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. It one three zero seven. 713-07. And over on the text line, we have these thoughts. First off, a great way to start here. Listening to your show first thing in the morning starts my day off really good. Every day that I can listen to you. Love your show. Thank you very much. This person would like to know. Did you know when classified documents became historical documents? I know personally, Lincoln took documents with him everywhere. I think they used them as toilet paper. In other words, just enforce the law. We can't change history. Vince Adam Schiff is a congenital liar. I can't think of one time he's actually told the truth. He has no right or reason to be on any committee whatsoever. It's him out of easily. Also this. No, no, keep Schiff on the Intelligence Committee. Maybe he can finally show us that evidence of collusion he's been promising for the last four years. <laughs> it ain't there, is it? Schiff and Swalwell should not be anywhere in government. Schiff is a proven liar and traitor. At best, Swalwell is a dangerous fool. <laughs> Shifty Schiff and Feng Fang's boy toy are great guys. How do I know? CNN said so. <laughs> Jeff out of Charlotte. If Adam Schiff, for brains, wants to sit on a committee, he should learn to tell the truth. Every now and then, pathological liars have no business sitting on anything more than the checkout station at a convenience store. Ooh, Schiff must have forgotten that he repeatedly lied about the Trump-Russia collusion, even after it was proven to be a lie. He might want to go back and watch the episode of The View that he appeared on and peddled the lie yet again. I'm glad McCarthy removed Swalwell and Schiff from the House Committee. I'm also glad McCarthy actually had the gonads to do that. Yes, it's good. It's time. It's past time for someone to take this kind of stand. Dean, can we get a politician to stop blaming and start solving the classified documents controversy? The law is clear. Or is it too hard to enforce and expect honesty in Washington? Very, very good question. We'll get to this document story a little bit later on. And by now, I'm sure you know what has happened along these lines. Before we get there, I want to talk about narratives. We had a number of narratives we addressed on yesterday's program. One of them, and you will hear this this over and over again, especially... With the fact that we've got an election coming up next year. Yes, can you believe 2024 is next year presidential election? And Democrats will do what they do best. Right now, with the debt ceiling discussions that are pending, the continual message will be that this will be another opportunity for Republicans to go after Social Security and Medicare. Jim Banks, Republican out of Indiana, said House Republicans are adamant about leaving entitlements like Social Security and Medicare untouched as lawmakers battle over the debt ceiling. If I may just add here, it's amazing to me, with a government the size that we have, that spends as much money as this government spends, why would anybody in the right mind think this is the first place to start? It's not. There are plenty of other places where we waste money. And I would dare say the waste alone would probably go a long way to bring us to a place of being able to reach an agreement on spending cuts. Now, Janet Yellen, as you know, already informed the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, the government has hit the $31.3 trillion debt ceiling. In the meantime, she's using extraordinary measures to prevent the U.S. from defaulting on its debt. The Jim Banks properly says House Republicans have a duty to use their majority. The majority the American people gave them to address real spending reforms. It's time for a serious conversation. And his hope is Democrats will come to the table that President Biden will come to the table, that Chuck Schumer, the Senate Democrats will come to the table and talk about what they can agree on. That's what negotiations are for. Now, what they're attempting to do is to basically say, we don't want to have a conversation about anything. Just raise the debt ceiling. In fact, don't just raise it. Let's get rid of it all together and keep it open-ended. Do you trust these folks with an open-ended ability to take on immeasurable debt. This is what they want. Jim Banks saying emphatically, Republicans do not want to touch Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, programs that seniors and others are relying on. Now it's important to Listen to what is being communicated here because I guarantee you they're going to continue to beat this dead horse. They will hide behind seniors and Medicare and Social Security as a justification for continuing to overspend. This is how they work. The Jim Banks also added not only do they not want to touch these programs. They want to make reforms in the future to make sure these programs are sustainable. Now, banks already proposed cutting spending for federal agencies that were bloated during the pandemic. I could certainly think of a few. And I think many of you would agree that there are whole departments we need to get rid of. Do you remember, you know, and it's unfortunately one of those situations where... Rick Perry was profoundly embarrassed because he was trying to remember all the cabinet positions he wanted to get rid of, the whole departments. But it really, you know, in his clumsiness, the point that he made was certainly a good one. And it's a shame that that's been lost. If we want to really cut the size of government, let's figure out which departments to get rid of. Just get rid of them all together. I'd love to get your thoughts. What is the path forward so that we can bring our fiscal house to a place of solvency for the future, for the sake of our children and our grandchildren? Still to come, we will talk about these classified documents found at the home of Mike Pence and some unfortunate comments that he made not long ago. That much more as we continue our Wednesday broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. You know, I'm really curious on this document issue. Do you think we may get to a point of classified document fatigue? I wonder about this whether this is going to become so common that people reach the point they don't even care. Do you care? How concerned are you about just, it seems like, this? steady stream of revelations about people with classified documents. Now we learn I think it was right after yesterday's program that Mike Pence had classified records. A lawyer for Vice President Mike Pence discovered about a dozen documents marked as classified at Pence's Indiana home last week. And those classified records have been turned over to the FBI. The FBI and the Justice Department's National Security Division have launched a review of the documents and how they ended up in Pence's house in Carmel, Indiana. (laughs) The classified documents discovered at the former Vice President's new home there by a lawyer for Pence in the wake of the revelations about classified material discovered in President Joe Biden's private office and residence. This discovery comes after Pence has repeatedly said he did not have any classified documents in his possession. We will get to that in a bit. It's not clear what the documents are related to or their level of sensitivity or classification. Pence's team notified congressional leaders and relevant committees of the discovery yesterday. Pence asked his lawyer with experience handling classified material to conduct the search of his home out of an abundance of caution. Sources said the attorney, Matt Morgan, began going through four boxes stored at Pence's house last week, finding a small number of documents with classified markings. Pence's lawyer immediately alerted the National Archives. In turn, the archives informed the Justice Department. A lawyer for Pence told CNN the FBI requested to pick up the documents with classified markings that evening, and Pence agreed. Agents from the FBI's field office in Indianapolis picked up the documents from Pence's home. On Monday, Pence's legal team drove the boxes back to Washington, D.C. and handed them over to the archives to review the rest of the material for compliance with the Presidential Records Act. In a letter to the National Archives obtained by CNN, Pence's representative To the archives, Greg Jacob wrote that a small number of documents bearing classified markings were inadvertently boxed and transported to the vice president's home. Jacob said, Vice President Pence was unaware of the existence of sensitive or classified documents at his personal residence. Adding, Vice President Pence understands the high importance of protecting sensitive and classified information and stands ready and willing to cooperate fully the National Archives, and any appropriate inquiry. Now, these boxes with classified material that first went to Pence's temporary home in Virginia before they were moved back to Indiana, the boxes were not in a secure area, but they were taped up and were not believed to have been opened since they were packed. One of the classified documents were discovered. Once they were discovered, the sources said they were placed inside a safe located in the home. Defense's <laughs> advocacy group office was also searched. No classified materials or other records uncovered there. So what do you think? Does this concern you? Added to the mix of what we've already learned about former President Donald Trump and now Joe Biden. What do you think is going on here and how concerned are you about this? Do you think this will reach a point where people will just not care? That we've had this happen so many times. Interestingly enough. We also have this unfortunate story that is not aged very well. It was an interview. I tried finding the audio for this unsuccessfully. But there was an interview conducted with ABC News. It was David Muir. Now, this was back when the developing story was about January 6th. And this is the first time that we actually got to hear Mike Pence speak about his experience on that day. Now, interestingly enough, I believe this was back in November when this interview was conducted. David Muir was asked what he makes of authority, saying classified documents were taken from the White House, and whether he himself. Has taken any. Muir asked him him point blank. Let me ask you as we sit here in your home office in Indiana. Did you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Pence said. I did not. Now Muir pressed further. Do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Pence added there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area, which we've just learned that they were. But I will tell you, I believe there had to be many better ways to resolve that issue than executing a search warrant of the personal residence of a former president of the United States. In any case, (laughs) this particular comment obviously did not age well, did it? with an emphatic declaration here that he did not take the documents. So what happened here? Is this a matter, simply a matter of an oversight? Is this a matter where other people moved his things not knowing that these classified documents were there? Interestingly enough, A person that Donald Trump has pretty much thrown under the bus. Mike Pence now finds himself being defended by Donald Trump. With a president, former president, saying, leave him alone. He's defending Mike Pence as an innocent man. Mike Pence is an innocent man. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. That's a pretty interesting declaration, isn't it? From a man who has sent, frankly, some pretty uh, ugly signals about what he thinks about his former vice president. Love to get your thoughts on this. Do you think there's anything to be concerned about here? Is this different from the Trump and Biden situations? Love to get your perspective much more as we continue. Stay with us. And still to come to the broadcast, talk about the ridiculous. We have an incredible story. About another example of what's going wrong with our culture. The cancel culture. A song under attack. This is going to blow your mind. Then again, maybe it won't. Because you've seen some of the really ridiculous things that are going on. Of course, we'll get to uh, these stories coming up in the next hour. But one of the things I want to encourage, I want to take this opportunity again just to talk about how important it is that we engage one another in a very healthy way. It's vital that we do that. Absolutely vital. Because we've got people who are determined to divide us. And I think many of the issues that we have, we can solve them. We can come together as people and address them without the government getting involved. This is where so many things, the reason, so many things are going south. Because we've got government coming in and attempting to enforce things they should not be enforcing. We'll talk more about this coming up in the next hour. It's absolutely bizarre. Let's talk about 2024. Now, you've already seen the polls that indicate that people would rather not see a repeat of the 2020 election. I'm kind of curious, for those of you within the sound of my voice, how many of you feel the same way? We've got a new poll that has come out. And it basically shows that Donald Trump leads Joe Biden in a hypothetical 2024 matchup. A three point lead over President Biden, according to a new Emerson poll that was released yesterday. 44% in the polls said they would support Trump. 41% would back Biden. Another 10% said they would support someone else. 4% remain undecided. This is actually a reversal from Emerson's last national poll in November showing Biden with a 4-point lead over Trump, 45 to 41 back then. Biden's approval rating has also undergone a 5-point bump, increasing from 39% in November to 44% in January. And the hills reporting this rematch appears increasingly possible. Majority of both Democrats and Republicans said in the Emerson poll they would support Biden and Trump as their party's respective nominees. 58% of Democratic primary or caucus voters said they think Biden should be the Democratic nominee. 55% of Republicans saying the same of their nominee, that it should be Trump. Trump holds a substantial 26-point lead over his closest potential primary competitor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. However, DeSantis has gained slightly on Trump since Emerson's November poll, increasing his support by about 4%. What are your thoughts here about this hypothetical contest? Let's go out to a couple of calls, beginning here in Charlotte with Bob. Good morning, Bob. Welcome.
3: Hey, Vince. How are you today?
2: Doing very well, sir.
3: Um, So, one of my jobs in the Army was, was a courier. And in order to be a courier, you have to have a top secret clearance. And I'm sure you understand, but there's several levels of classified documents. There's unclassified, there's classified, there's secret, there's top secret, and I think there's two more above top secret. And even in each one of those classifications, you've got four eyes only. <clears throat> now, classified documents. I mean, as far as in the army is concerned, uh, you know, it, it, could, it could be the stupidest stuff that 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 is being shared. For some reason, they don't want all the public to see it. But I used to take top secret documents from from corps to regiment and. Uh, you know, the colonel or the general would would just put him in his briefcase. I mean, they're an inch thick. They, he would just put him in his briefcase and read him when he got home and turn him back in when he got back the next day. You know, um, I just I think this is a big gotcha moment for Donald Trump, a big gotcha moment for, for Biden, because they all know that they take that classified documents home to read them, you know. I mean, are you, supposed, are you supposed to read four cases of classified documents only in your office? You know, no. They, I mean, just like any other type of document, they take them home and read them, You know, and uh, I just think it's so stupid that both sides. You know, I don't think the general ever took any classified home documents home in order to use it against you know the, the Democrats later.
2: So you know. you're basically saying, because we're up against hard break, you think this. Whole thing has been overblown, and it's it's ensnared these. It's a, yeah, it's
3: the yeah. gotcha thing. You know, everybody knows that they they everybody takes the classified documents home to read them. I mean,
2: they're an Yep, I I hear what you're saying there, Bob. I very much appreciate your call. Much more as we continue our Wednesday broadcast, hour number two, straight ahead.
1: This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity.
4: Who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that on or our the cops crap. This
1: is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.
2: Hour number two of our broadcast. In the previous hour, we talked about classified documents. Also, the possibility of a rematch in 2024. Where the polls stand in terms of the presidential contest still to come. We're going to talk about the possibility of stepping up military involvement in Ukraine. Also, a couple of cultural issues involving the transgender agenda and legislation that is designed to protect children and its impact. On people in Florida. This is a very bizarre story that we'll get to coming up in a bit. Because I'm a nice guy, we will take a call here in Charlotte from Ryan, who would like to talk about this classified document story. Good morning.
5: Good morning, Vince. Always good to talk to you, as always. Um, I'm just going to say this. All this proves. I'm already a little bit fatigued with it, not not because of they're doing. It should be exposed when they're not doing right, but I'm fatigued with the fact that they've all done this. I mean, president, if if you've been a president or vice president, they've they've all done it, whether justified or unjustified for having them. They've they've all done it. I think that's being shown now. When you have all these in a row now that are coming out, they've all done it. You know, politicians. One thing I'll say about politicians. When their mouths are moving, they're lying. So it's just, it's just you know, it's it's, it's I'm i more I'm more I'm angry about it. I'm angry that 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 we keep putting politicians on a pedestal. Like me being the Christian man, you know, you and I have talked about this. I don't think God or the Bible says that everybody is a sinner except politicians. It says everybody is. So we put politicians on pedestals, and then we. You know, we, we get surprised or, or act like, or act like you know, they're supposed to be leaders. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing this stuff, too, and, and I think that's coming out more and more now that that they're not clean. I mean, we've all suspected it, but I'm just getting fati- a little bit fatigued with it that, that it keeps coming out and that people lack surprise. I mean, no, pol- w- look how fast politicians turn on each other. It's like, you know, um, DeSantos and Trump were really close. Now they—, they get ready to run against each other possibly they're throwing each other under you know hillary clinton and and biden were supposedly closed and they started going at it you see how fast they turn their own supporters against each other i mean so we should not be surprised when we see things like this they've all done it that's the bottom line they've all done it
2: yep i i hear what you're saying and and i think there you have to wonder whether there are others out there appreciate your call there ryan We're going to find out, as more information trickles out, whether this former president or this former vice president had this or that. And it's worth (laughs) having a discussion about how these things are dealt with. Are they actually crimes? But I also have to add here, What's happening to regular people, to real people, because there are plenty of stories, we've shared them here, of folks in the military or other places who have mishandled just one document, and their lives have been ruined. Just curious about this. On the Emerson study, I shared with you the polling information indicating that Trump is ahead of Joe Biden by about four points. Vince, I know you're a very knowledgeable person. A question regarding the Emerson study. Are the elections not almost two years away? Does the political landscape not constantly change, almost hourly? What useful information can be derived from this for the 2024 presidential election? There is a clear winner here. A, Republicans. B, Democrats. C, the people. D, the Emerson group. I just pray they're not funded with a federal grant. <laughs> we would certainly hope not. Just a sampling of some of what is on our text line. I want to talk about Ukraine because I'm very eager to get your perspectives on this. And, and here's the question I would put to you. What is the line we should not cross in terms of our military engagement in Ukraine? Now, when I say military engagement, I'm not talking about putting boots on the ground, but I'm talking about supplying Ukrainians with money, with weapons, with whatever they need for the war effort. Is there a point where we should say no? Breitbart reporting, the U.S. is now... settled on the idea of providing battle tanks to ukraine these are advanced m1 abrams main battle tanks now the ukrainian president volodymyr zelensky has been calling for these for quite some time and for months the white house has resisted now they've done it about face The U.S. announcement is expected to spark a similar one by Berlin, approving Poland's request to transfer German-made Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. Officials spoke on the condition of anonymity because the decision is yet to be made public. The Associated Press reporting a decision to send 30-plus tanks could be announced as soon as today. Through delivery and assignment of these tanks, it could actually take months to get them onto Ukrainian soil. Details are still getting worked out with the Zelensky administration. A string of senior Ukrainian government officials were sacked, by the way, or resigned amidst a flurry of corruption claims yesterday. Now, this has been a subject of discussion for quite some time, with people saying there's a lot of corruption in the Ukrainian government. That genuinely there is a problem, and for that reason alone, there are those who believe we should not be involved. How comfortable are you with the idea of us supplying tanks to Ukraine? Is this a good idea? The Under Secretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Call, told reporters the Abrams is a complicated, expensive, and difficult to maintain and hard to train on piece of equipment. The defense chief, Lloyd Austin, has been keen to avoid providing equipment to Ukraine that they can't repair, they can't sustain, and over time, over the long term, they can't afford. So seven days after apparently indicating they're not going to do this. The Biden administration basically has done a backflip here, adding high-grade battlefield weapons to the billions and other assorted packages already approved. One official quoted by AP said the tanks will be brought in under an upcoming Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative package, which provides longer-range funding for weapons and equipment to be purchased from commercial vendors. The administration's reversal... Just days after a coalition of more than 50 defense officials from Europe and beyond met in Germany to discuss Ukraine's war needs and battle tanks, that was the prime topic. So what do you think about this? Are you comfortable with this level of support for the Ukrainians? Are you concerned on some level that this puts us in deeper? Love to get your thoughts as we continue the broadcast. What are your thoughts? What's your comfort level with our engagement with Ukraine? Is it the right thing to do to supply them with tanks? This person saying, stop funding Ukraine altogether, not our war, not our proxy. This person adding, Ukraine needs to beg Russia for a peace deal. Another person suggests we need tanks on our southern border now. Send tanks to our southern border right now. Screw Ukraine. All right. Another person in the upstate would like to know, why can't they buy some tanks with the billions of tax dollars that we gave them? Very good question. Vince, it looks to me like we're doing everything for Ukraine. The more we do, the madder Putin gets. Looks to me like it's our way of trying to start war with Russia, which we all know it's what they want. Hmm. We don't need to feed the war any longer, this texter says. This is a proxy war between the USA and Russia. Where are the leftists yelling, give peace a chance? Biden's a foreign policy train wreck. Which makes the government think, what makes the government think this will have any success? Very good question. What else do we have here? I'm for tanks for Ukraine as long as they're just enough to perpetuate the war and not too many to actually win the war. Maybe some aid for the victims of the war might be better spent. Another person saying, when nukes land here, remember, we asked for it. Hmm. Now, a number of you have expressed this concern about the possibility of this escalating, getting way out of control, and endangering Americans. We shall see what actually happens. All right, folks, I want to share with you, this is not Musical Monday, but I want to share with you a song. And the reason we're going to share this song with you is it's in the news. The reason for this is going to absolutely blow your mind. Uh, I feel like a... Tishaki here. You want to fire this song up for us, Chris? And we can uh, talk about the song, its meaning, and um, how one particular group is reacting to it. Here it is. Tell me what you think.
0: Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired
2: There you have it. You are correct if you said this is the Queen of Soul. The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Now you say, why would you bring this song up? This was released by the Queen of Soul back in 1967. Well, are you ready for this? UK Daily Mail, here's their headline. (laughs) Uh... Now, Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman, is deemed offensive to trans women. Activists are demanding the song get removed from Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah. This song now referred to as offensive by LGBTQ activists. Leading the charge to have the song nixed the Norway-based Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance. Oh my goodness seriously folks this is a real organization this is a group that started this year the song a natural woman by Aretha Franklin being bashed by LGBTQ critics as offensive with one organization in particular saying the tune helps perpetuate harmful anti-trans stereotypes this was a song released by Aretha Franklin back in 1967 it's a stirring love ballad now under scrutiny, despite preaching positive messages about women and femininity in general. Leading the charge to have the song next, the organization I mentioned, T- TCMA, a group that started this year. And they put out a series of polarizing posts on social media. The dubious organization initially claimed to be genuine before later backtracking. In the update, it said the tweets were satire and commentary on the state of the woke movement in general. How's this for a twist, ladies and gentlemen? Some of its tweets sparked outrage, including a January 20 request to pull this song from streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. The post, perceived by many as satire, began by asserting the song is offensive to transgender people. There's no such thing as a natural woman. The song perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. According to the Post, erroneously listing the song's 1967 release as coming in 68, by the way. No such thing as a natural woman. Saying the song has already helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women. They want the song removed from Spotify and Apple Music. This would go on to garner national attention, amassing more than 300,000 views in a matter of days. The number of likes? Well, kind of lukewarm. Only boasting about 100. (laughs) In the time since, statements made by the organization, which seeks to open a chapter in each European country in North America, have spawned outrage, including its January 20th request to pull the song, Social media users quick to question whether or not the account started days ago was a joke designed to fan the flames fueling the ongoing war between progressives and the political right. Other posts that would follow contained statements deemed by many to equally be controversial, some even more so. There have been zero meaningful studies into the gender identities of pets. One post published later in the day read, in Which organizers told parents children should be able to decide on their pet's gender? Seems meaningless, but many children learn gender from their pets. Just because you bring home a gendered pet, allow your child to choose the gender of the pet. Don't assign it one at will. (laughs) Do you think this is a joke? Another regarding feminine hygiene. Organizers wrote, You don't need to bleed to have a period you do not need to ovulate to have a period it's really a state of mind a state of being before stating biological men who have transitioned can absolutely have periods and need free hygiene products other requests aired by the organization included a ban on listing gender on birth certificates in its state of Norway and an international police force to prosecute bigotry what do you think Think this is all a joke Or do you think these folks are serious? Is this going to get traction somewhere? (laughs) Stay with us.
1: This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince. And over on the text line, (laughs) we have this. About
2: this story of supposedly a group. We don't know if this group is legit or not, or whether this is a joke. Calling for the banning of natural woman by Aretha Franklin. Vince is a gay man. I'm so sick of the LGBTQ crap. Aretha Franklin is more of a natural woman and has more, is more of a natural woman in her pinky toe. Than any of these fruitcake trans loony bins. I cannot stand what they've turned our group into. So I think a lot of people are rejecting the agenda. <laughs> Pretty sure a natural woman gave birth to the idiot who claims there are no natural women. <laughs> This person says we need to reopen the mental asylums. These people are nuts. <laughs> not a person adding, there are so many hilarious satire accounts on Twitter now. But the left has gone so insane, it's often hard to tell if there's satire or not. Jeff out of Charlotte expressing that sentiment. I'm there with you. I bet this natural woman outcry BS is some instigator testing the waters and seeing how far us 99 percenters are going to bend and placate to them. I'm afraid we've entered the heart of stupidville. Jeff, I think we have entered that. Everyone knows Gary straight that being a man and being a woman is as natural as breathing air and sleeping or feeling pain. There's no in between. God created man and woman. That's it. The natural order of a human life. You're either one or the other. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Another person communicating to the LGBTQ, the alphabet mafia. Two words. I'll just give you a hint. The second word is you. I think you know what goes before it. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is something else. If you listen to my program with regularity, you know we had some extensive conversations about legislation in Florida that was designed to keep teachers from engaging subjects related to sexuality up until the third grade. I think most reasonable human beings have absolutely no problem with that at all. Having said that, it's intriguing. There's a New York Daily News story indicating over half of LGBTQ parents surveyed in Florida considered leaving the state over this so-called don't-say-gay law. These parents have lost their minds. New research on LGBTQ parents in Florida found a majority of those surveyed considered leaving the state over the controversial law restricting classroom instruction on LGBTQ issues before the fourth grade. This is insane, isn't it? Six out of the ten parents surveyed by the Williams Institute so the enacting of the legislation commonly known as Don't Say Gay led them to consider moving to a different state. 17% have already taken steps to do so. Please help me understand this. So you have a child third grade or under, and it's important enough to you, you're willing to move out of the state so there aren't discussions engaging children on this subject up to the third grade. This is crazy. This research, released yesterday by the Williams Institute of UCLA School of Law, That's a think tank that focuses on LGBTQ law and policy, found 11% of surveyed parents considered moving their child to a different school. This is data from 113 LGBTQ parents in the state. Researchers finding nearly 9 out of 10 of them said they were concerned about the effects of the legislation on their families and children. They expressed concerns the law would restrict them from speaking freely about their families, and as a result... It would affect their children's sense of self and sense of safety and also create a hostile school climate. I I ask you again, why are we even having this discussion about sexuality? Third grade. What is what is this about? What is wrong with these parents? Abby Goldberg, a professor of psychology at Clark University, saying legislation can have a negative impact on LGBTQ plus parents by cultivating a climate of fear and insecurity. For LGBTQ plus parents, without the means to move or send their children to private schools, the stress this legislation creates will be significant. Survey parents reported their children had already experienced a variety of consequences from the bill, including bullying and harassment because of their parents' LGBTQ identities, fears about continuing to live in the state, and no longer having the ability to talk about their parents or their own LGBTQ identity at school. I remind you again, third graders or below. One parent said, The bill claims to be for parents' rights, but my rights have been taken away since its passage. My right to send my daughter to school freely, my right to live without fear of who I am, my right not to be discriminated against based on my sexual orientation, and my daughter to not be discriminated against based on her parents' sexual orientation. As you know, this has been called hateful, homophobic, transphobic. The much publicized enacting of the legislation, a victory for conservatives in the state, sparked a dramatic increase in anti LGBTQ vitriol on social media, as well as in person protests against LGBTQ youth events in the state. Isn't it interesting where they've gone with this thing? I remind you again third grade and below. These folks really have some issues that go well beyond this particular legislation in my opinion what are your thoughts what is your perspective on this by the way there are other states considering similar legislation this texture says people are leaving the state because they're listening to mainstream media they are not educated this is not very friendly tell them to not to come to south carolina go to california wow The same people who say there's no such thing as a natural woman are the same ones promoting the method of how we all got here as natural selection. Don't they realize you can't have one without the other? <laughs> Since you're going to talk about Florida, also states whether banning AP black history. Not Japanese, Asian, or any other culture, just black. Well, we should have a conversation about this. <laughs> we'll make a note of that. Stay with us. A couple of really interesting items here in the text line. And what I've mentioned about this story is about parents of... Students somehow connected to gays, lesbians. Maybe the parents are gay or lesbian themselves or transgender. I, I cannot imagine you've got children who are third grade or below. Openly coming out as any of these things. But we begin on the text line with this. This text is saying. Florida will be better off after they leave. I suggest moving out to the left coast. This texter says, we're talking about nine-year-olds, Vince. Why are these people insisting on talking about sex with children nine years old and younger? (sighs) I still have not heard a good answer to this question. I really haven't. Another person here saying, my wife and I have a small condo in the Clearwater area. And I have a wonderful lesbian neighbor who's one of the finest humans we know. A retired police officer. She's related to us. How insane she thinks all of this stuff is. You've been discussing. Most of them do. This is why I tell people all the time. Be careful about the activists. It's not the regular people that people have problems with. It's these radical, inflammatory activists. Who think they have a right to your children? That's the problem. Those from the alphabet community need validation for their choices. So anything that tells them they're making choices God says is a sin, they're offended and will fight against it. (laughs) This person says, Vince, we'll help them move to California. Oh, uh, boy. Interesting world we live in, is it not? Time for us to take a look at the day in history. And this list, again, is so horrible that we're going to deal with this in a different way. Um, 1858. Uh, you know that famous song that is played when people walk down the aisle? What is that called? It was performed for the very first time, Chris, at the royal event. I only know it as the Wedding March. You are absolutely right. Oh, okay. This was first used at the wedding of Queen Victoria's eldest daughter, Victoria, to King Frederick of Prussia. I thought that was the
4: nickname for the song. Oh, the the Wedding March, well, everybody knows what that is. It's the
2: real thing, 1858. That's the true title. Excellent. 1905... The world's largest diamond found in this country, 3106 carats. What's a country known for mining diamonds? Is it South Africa? You're absolutely right. You are 2 for 2. Hey. 1924, the first Winter Olympics kicked off in this particular area. Just think of all the places on the planet you think would be a great place think of the winter sports what what's one of the most common winter sports and where would you want to have that particular event it's
4: uh, all the the winter Olympics were in New York once and I don't remember the town
2: well this was actually the first one winter Olympics 1924 we're in the French Alps okay that sounds like a good place to have it I'm not interested myself just putting that out there 1949 fewer people seem to be watching these TV held its first Emmy Awards not many people had televisions back then 1961 this president held the first live televised news conference who was that guy 1961
4: well the president in 61 was Eisenhower Oh
2: Kennedy you're right it's JFK I met Kennedy you're right. I, I'm sure you knew that one, because it's <laughs> 1961. Of course
4: I knew it, because that's why it's a different name.
2: Because I, I knew it, yeah. 1971, this guy and his so-called family, convicted of seven murders, including a pregnant Sharon Tate. Um, Do you remember who this guy was?
4: Was it the Osmond family? No, that's that would be the Manson family.
2: Charles Manson is absolutely correct. And the very last one... This guy who founded McDonald's bought the San Diego Padres for a cool $12 million. Who is this guy? Do you remember his name? The founder uh, of McDonald's? Mr. McDonald? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> McDonald's? You are so funny. I don't know. Ray Kroc is his name. Ray Kroc made that purchase way back in 1974. Why McDonald's? Yeah, I, I don't. That's a very good question. I, I guess that's what you do when you make a whole lot of money. You buy a sports team. That's uh, something that is uh, apparently a pretty fun thing to add to your
4: portfolio. Well, jocks want to be rappers, and rappers want to be movie stars. You know.
2: Yep, that is true. Diversification. <laughs> that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for joining us in the broadcast today. Have, your, have yourselves a great day. Be safe out
1: there, and God bless you. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At McDonald's for a limited time.